Yeah, yeah, it's like photos of the two of them, all three of them, like with their arms around each other, kissing each other. What? And it's funny because Danny and I went to a wedding and we we met this. Uh, don't put this on the podcast. This is not podcast material. I, we're, but, rec- we're recording. Yeah, it's okay. But I mean, like, maybe I'll cough over it. Okay. I'll, I'll tell you the story later. <laughs> okay. I feel bad being on recording. Uh... Welcome to Bundle Buddies. This is a podcast where we play through the itch.io bundle for racial justice and equality. My name is Alex Honnett. And my name is Eric Taylor Roth. The itch.io bundle for racial justice and equality was launched in June 2020 during the massive outcry for racial justice following George Floyd's murder by police. It has 1,741 items from 840 plus creators and it raised over $8 million. All proceeds were donated to the NAACP Legal Defense Educational Fund, as well as the Community Bail Fund. This is episode 39, and we have played 110 of the 1,365 games in the bundle. Thank you for joining us today. Oh. Eric, hi. Yeah, Alex, hello. How are you doing? You've, you've told me, you've, you've got me all, you've, you got my panties in a bunch. Well, well, we'll jump ahead then, because this is the big question. <laughs> oh, today. In terms of itch.io okay. updates, two big new bundles dropped uh, and are mostly resolved at this point. But the Queer Games Bundle 2021 is still going. There's 236 items for like 60 bucks. Normally, it'd be $552. There's a ton of great games in there. Oh, no. I had a connection issue. I think Alex, our buddy, Eric Taylor Roth, would absolutely adore. So if Alex, you wouldn't mind, I'm going to chat it over to you. Can you hear me now? I can, yeah. Oh, Jesus. I missed it. I missed everything. Jeff Bezos. No, I I, I chatted it to you. What did you you chat to me? The link. Electric Zine Maker? Yeah. What is this? (laughs) So this is the thing that I thought you would love that's in the Queer Game Bundle. Oh, sick. It's Um, a app. Wait, are we recording um, again? Alien. We are, yeah. Uh, This looks awesome. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. This is like so your shit. <laughs> this is cool. This would have helped you make that Xena years a few months ago. Oh, it's true. Damn. Now I got to get this bundle. My friend, we already have the bundle. What? What it's are you talking about? Our, it's in our account, baby. We got we got the bundle. We got the queer bundle. We got the queer games bundle. We also have the next bundle that I'm talking about, which is the indie bundle for Palestinian aid, which has all done and it smashed their goal of 500k and went on to raise a little over nine hundred thousand dollars. Oh, incredible! That's awesome, Alex. Yeah. We got both of the bundles. We got both the bundles. The uh, Palestinian bundle wound up uh, wound up being one thousand two hundred seventy two items too. Cool. Um, so. Um, it's essentially another uh, <clears throat> bundle for racial justice and equality. So does that mean that like it's another 20 years of recording this on, on top of the 20 years that we've already committed to? Unfortunately, it is. Oh, well. but I'm looking through. In the time since I checked, a lot of things got added that I was not aware of. So, Are you going to get if them? You, 
um, I mean, we already have them, but if you picked up the or the indie bundle for Palestinian Aid, you got uh, seriously hooked up beyond the already hooked up that I, I, you may have been, which is rad. Double hooked. You're Dude, double hooked, baby. This is exciting. Oh, this is super fun and exciting. I, I, yeah. I, I'm going to play so many games. on top of the games we already are playing well you know there's a a conversation to be had maybe not on the pod but should we expand the podcast to include all itch bundles that get released i think so i think i think it's um it's very cool that they do these and um in some ways you know being able to play games more recently made kind of gives new creators an opportunity as well as um you know, people who sometimes we we look at games on here from like 2016, 2015, and uh, you know, I people continue going and innovating and designing. So, you know, if there's new yeah. cool fresh games out there, uh, games from either of these bundles, the uh, the queer games bundle or the indie bundle for Palestinian aid, uh, if if you have either of them and you you want a game for us to play, you should tweet it at us at bundle underscore buddies right i love it you know ah, it. Ah, oh. God, there really is so much cool shit in here i'm just looking now um well this is an exciting episode and uh and i say that because <laughs> alex Hannett was not in attendance to no, this I one was not so the uh, the inmates took over the asylum we had uh Mike Classic back on as a co-host, and uh, our guest this week is Greg Carber. He is a, a very funny writer, game designer, um, entertainer, producer, director. He, he does it all. He is a, uh, a avid tweeter just a, and a good thinker. He plays a lot of good chess, um, and... Uh, it's a really fun and good episode. It is very fun and good. I had the experience of having played the games and then listened to the podcast. So I finally felt what it was like to like do the podcast the correct. You know what I mean? It's like someone <laughs> who owns the bundle, played the games that I was supposed to that week, did the homework, and then heard you guys talk about it. Um, uh, I, well, I want to hear your reviews after at the very end. On, yeah. The, well, my the review of the podcast concept is that it rules. And we're super <laughs> smart for doing this, and it's super fun. Um, in honor of Pride Month, we wanted to highlight not one cause, but a bunch of GoFundMe's. Twitter user at uh, C-I-E-M-M-I-E put together a thread of Black trans GoFundMe's that need donations and signal boosting. Check out the Twitter page uh, for the link, our Twitter page, or go to at C-I-E-M-M-I-E. Uh, on Twitter, we've donated to them. If you donate and send proof to Bundle Buddies Podcast at gmail.com, we'll shout you out on the show. We get to go. Ooh. Yeah, uh, let's let's uh, let's hop right the fuck in. Mm-hmm. We'll see you guys after. Okay. <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, I know I get you know, it. But like, let's school, be honest, was... like I'm I'm the real host. He also edited it, edits. So oh, he's... boy. That's so he's going to hear all this. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. He's the real host. Yeah, we he's can't. The one editing it. <laughs> <laughs> he does I, all I the remember, like, real I, hard work. I, yeah, I edited my my high school paper 
like co-edited it with someone but if i was meeting someone for the first time i just said i edited it you know, like a i agree conference. with greg on this one i didn't stress that i only did half of the work or that i didn't you know yeah. i just said i did it and if you want follow-up questions like maybe i can reveal that at some future point <laughs> that's true that's like good okay anyway we're on the podcast here today with greg carber and uh guest co-host michael classic welcome to bundle buddies greg and mike we're without alex it's gonna go way off the rails how are you guys doing today good good to, good to be here <laughs> i'm excited uh i'm gonna try to do as good a job as alex usually does and you know we were speaking before the podcast so those are gonna be pretty big shoes to fill because we miss alex very much yeah, 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 yeah classic knows that alex is editing this podcast so he's gonna try to suck up to him as much as humanly possible he can hear what i said the first like 10 minutes <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's gonna hear all of it um greg tell tell us a little bit about your yourself you're you're a you're a writer you are a indie game maker uh in your hmm. own right you're a very funny person a very you know kind of leader of like a small sort of attempt at a cult um a theater group a theater group <laughs> is the term i think we're going with <laughs> um hi, welcome to the podcast uh yeah how we, we we talk about video games on this podcast i don't know if you've ever played video games before yeah i have i have once or twice okay um what's uh let's start let's start way back do you have like an early gaming memory yeah yeah it's funny when you you i remember playing mario and duck hunt on the the nintendo mm -hmm. in my bedroom and i remember uh no, but when you said that, for some reason, this popped into my head. I remember playing Contra. Okay. Contra is like a side-scrolling, like, shooter game. But there was a code to get, like, 40 lives. Uh-huh. And as a kid, wow. it's a basically impossible game to play with, like, the two lives you start with or whatever. It's just, right. like, it's too hard. Yeah. But I, I had a, a neighbor who, like, a friend of mine told me knew the code. <laughs> And so we like went over to his house and he like scribbled the code down on a piece of paper. Oh yeah. And then like, we like went, you know, went back and then tried it and it didn't work. And then we went back and like got, you know, the correct code. And I just, I feel like that experience is so, so, so dates me. Yeah. But... Oh yeah. Greg, I know exactly what you mean. That was such a, huge thing to get the scrap of paper with the code on it <laughs> yeah, yeah. and it's usually like a torn off a piece of paper from something else right like it was never like never a full piece yeah. never a piece no, it was. i piece still remember paper. that yeah it was like a ripped off like i can't give you a whole piece of paper buddy and i remember yeah. i still very vividly in my mind remember that the arrows like didn't like weren't defined weren't drawn very well so oh my like, God. i wasn't really sure <laughs> just like is that an up the, I think it's or the is Konami right code. Here? yeah i think it's the up up down down left right left right ba select start i think oh, that I that's mean, i remember code. somebody i i got the yeah the blood code for mortal Kombat from somebody in in the same fashion right i was like yeah you know out with cousins or something like that and then like a friend of theirs was like oh yeah well 
I know the Mortal Kombat code. And it was like, <laughs> for the rest of the weekend, that was like the coolest kid ever, right? Like, yeah. Dude, you have to give me this code. And he's like, well, maybe. I remember a similar do so is to give up his power, so he couldn't. Yeah. Kane Witt, the, the neighbor who had the code, like, I, re- I don't really remember. This is obviously very vague memories from a very early childhood experience. But mm. I remember him being like cagey about it. you know he didn't really want to give it over if i give you this code they're gonna come for me the contract contract (laughs) is gonna come for me contra is real (laughs) but yeah so greg going up would you say you were a a nintendo guy or were you like a sega yeah yeah no i mean i had a sega i only had one you know console per generation Mm -hmm. like if you had more than that there was like a there was like a strange class divide. I couldn't, I mean, even having multiple consoles, like from one generation to the next is pretty amazing. But, yeah. but if you got like both the super Nintendo and the Sega Genesis, like you were an asshole. <laughs> it's a little For sure. Genesis. 100%. Two. But yeah. So I, I usually was a Nintendo person, but I did have a Sega Genesis. I, I, you know, I didn't, I didn't like it as much, I guess. I don't know. Oh, really? Did you, do you, do you remember some of those games? Those, uh, like Nintendo games yeah. other than Duck Hunt like, Mario. Yeah, the original Nintendo ones. Those yeah. I feel like I was a very little kid. So yeah. I don't I remember that I had um Castlevania. Oh but yeah. It was, yeah. It was no, in, but it was in a Legend of Zelda cartridge that okay. like another like, you know, sort of sleazy friend that like ripped apart and swapped the cartridges, like just for kicks, I guess. But <laughs> I had this gold Zelda cartridge that played Castlevania. It was, it was sort of, <laughs> I, I, you know, this is back in like the time in your life where like, you kind of just accept things, you know, you don't really like, yeah, I, you're just kind of you collecting really, like, things. Yeah, you're like, yeah. I, oh, I, I traded a, um, my game gear for a turtle. Like I got a turtle. What? Yeah, I had a Game Gear, Amazing. and I a friend had a turtle, and I was like, I kind of want that turtle, so I traded it to him. Amazing. Easily the worst. Were trade. your parents pissed when they found? I would have been pissed. Yeah, I would have been furious. Like my son, I could a turtle is not as much as a Game Gear. No. And also, it's like they like live forever, right? Like turtle, maybe not yours. No, that one didn't make it too long. <laughs> you can't you can't replace the batteries on a turtle oh no (laughs) yeah and you also can't feed a turtle mountain dew eric (laughs) (laughs) i wanted the teenage mutant ninja turtles okay so you went from uh nintendo to sega do you remember any of those uh i had i was also a sega kid so i had i was for sure a sega kid i mean i played the sonic games you know i'm trying to think what what the sec i don't i for some reason i don't think that the sega genesis games like maybe i was doing other stuff in my life at the time i do remember i bought one day this garfield game that Uh was like garfield goes through all the movie genres because his like he enters his television or something okay yeah and i just remember how sloppy the controls were and how like laggy garfield's jump was and how there's you know those elements in those bad platformers where like the, the the difficulty level is totally random from moment to moment because <laughs> yeah. you'll you know blaze through two levels and then in the middle of a level i think that there was like an alligator you had to jump on or something 
and it's just impossible you just can't yeah and it was one of those things where the, for whatever reason you'll you'll phase right through the tail and you're like well but that's the alligator what and then, yeah, <laughs> yeah and you just never knew where it was but i but, it, but that was also back when like if you got a game like you didn't like play 10% of it and we're like, well, this game stinks. It's like, I think I played this Garfield game from like beginning to end probably 15 times. Like, <laughs> just because it was oh, like, yeah. I got it. I can't ask my parents for a new game like no. forever, it feels like. So, we, we, yeah, uh, once a year you get a new game. We went to yeah, that Blockbuster. was a great experience. We would go to Blockbuster every week um, and you could rent games there. And it was like, it was like that's what our weekend was gonna be, right? We were gonna play this game, and so yeah. <laughs> we would get some. And it was just like, oh no, this is dog shit. Like right off the the top, just like, oh god, like this is my weekend. Now. But like it felt like work, right? Like it was like we rented this game, and now it's like if we don't have fun playing this game, we're screwed. <laughs> this like Blues Brothers platformer for Super Nintendo. Yeah, our parents barely people. took us to Blockbuster, dude. Yeah. Like we can't we can't tell them we struck out on this Blues Brothers game. <laughs> I, I feel like that is like sort of too like as kids, like so many I bought so many licensed games. Like yeah. like as a portion of my games, a disproportionate amount of them were based on cartoons or movies. And, and all of those I didn't realize that that was such bad. a yeah there's no there's no there's maybe like five good licensed games ever it's like it's the same thing as like the video game movie it's like it's probably bad yeah like I, maybe need, it'll be good but uh, well, there's gonna be there's gonna be a time when the video game movie is like becomes the new marvel movie right like like it's we're not there yet but like i feel like somebody's gonna crack it in some I don't way. know though, because the games have gotten so good and so big now that sometimes when when they're like, oh, we're gonna make like they're making a Halo movie, mm. I think, and I'm like, why? Like, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. Million dollar spectacular, like fully realized, huge. You know, I mean, I get when it was like we're gonna make a Mario movie and we're gonna take the little side scrolling plumber. And we're gonna put him in a fully realized world. And, Your minds are gonna be blown. Turns out, but mistake, now I feel like big mistake, <laughs> huge mistake. But now I feel like it's like we're gonna take the wonderful world that you've explored, that that you've been able to invest yourself in, to put yourself in, and we're gonna make it a ninety-minute-long movie about a guy who blows some stuff up and then leaves. Like, there's <laughs> just I don't know. Yeah, but I think like I think that that's actually the problem. That is the hurdle that people have to overcome, right? That they have to learn that like they do need to tell a very simple story, right? Like everybody enjoys a simple story inside of a world that kind of already exists, right? So like if the Halo movie was about like, if it was like, uh, I don't know, like, you know, just about a guy who has to like- A guy who's afraid of war yeah. and then he learns to love it. <laughs> No, like somebody who has to like get a baby from like point A to point B over the course of like the Halo War or whatever. This, this is just like be awful. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's gonna be horrible. <laughs> Why not just make that game? Well, the, you you got it. Yeah, I don't, it's I, all I, escort missions with a baby. <laughs> 
if you set him down, he immediately crawls into gunfire, like in all escort missions in every day. Oh no! No, but maybe I'm maybe sorry. the baby is like a, like addicted to war, and so he keeps wanting, yes. or she keeps wanting to get involved, and the the guy's like, "I'm a general or whatever. I have to." Yeah. To stop this kid. I'm realizing that's going to choose violence. We're like just describing the Mandalorian is what we are actually doing, right? Yeah, but I'm really upping the amount of child soldier <laughs> antics. <laughs> uh, Greg, where did you go from uh, from Sega? Did you? Well, go to- I, I, my my dad read an article in Time Magazine, I think, about the Nintendo 64, which uh-huh. I know was like a Nintendo corporate puff piece. <laughs> But he got like, you know, enraptured by this. And he's like, we got to go. We got to go get this. This is like, this is the next, the revolution in interactive media. Uh-huh. And, and I, I kind of right. Super Mario 64, I think, is my favorite game ever. That game is incredible. That, that game is just like so perfect. It's, it's so, and I remember, like, I'll never forget playing the like outside of the castle at like Toys R Us and like the demo thing mm-hmm. and just being like, this is unbelievable. You know, you could run and jump in the tree and climb up to the top of it and do a backflip. I just, I, my mind was blown. It was also like, it it was so cool because it took that, like, what was so fun about those early Mario games was the map between levels, right? Which mm-hmm. And, like, mm-hmm. the way that they learned how to make that map exploratory, right? Like, so that it was almost like a separate puzzle yeah. And then when they went to 64, they did the same thing, right? Like you could play around in that. Outside. I never had it. I never had a 64. I had a PlayStation. So like my experience yeah, of Mario same. 64 was like going to my friend's houses and playing sure. it. And like, and to me, it, there's still like this like little mystery about it because people would have to be like, no, 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 you go, you run up over there. And then like, you're going to go through that wall right there. And mm-hmm, in that mm-hmm. chamber, yeah. is level three with the penguins and it's so fun uh-huh. and i was like okay cool it's but like of... you didn't know how to play the game and so you were just like messing it up constant yeah i had that same <laughs> yeah. experience of going over and like oh dude this penguin level is so cool and i like, didn't know what i was doing and then my friend was like man you suck and then he took the controller back and i didn't get some... that's also an experience that you had as a child which was you playing your friend's game like at their like at their discretion. You know? <laughs> yeah, I remember cool. going over and playing Super Mario World for on Super NES with a friend, except he would insist on playing all the bosses. So, <laughs> so I wasn't allowed to play the bosses at the end. He he got to take over for that. I, you know, it's a good it's a good system. The bosses are hard. Yeah. Well, I remember we got we had a PlayStation and we had Grand Theft Auto and my older sister basically threw a fit that the game belonged to her. So the rule was I couldn't play further than she had played, but she had a social life and I didn't. (laughs) And so I had to secretly play the game and then like hide my memory card. So it never seemed like it happened. And then watching her play, you know, pretending like I was surprised by all the shit that was happening in the game. <laughs> You're trying to give her hints to help her advance, you know? Oh, I, I like, couldn't do it. I was like, oh, you can you can get the Banshee if you just go into the car. I like, but I couldn't say that. That's how you win the race. And then she was, like, fucking stuck on that level for a, a whole week or whatever. Well, that that is also part of, of, like, the video game experience that I don't have anymore, which was, like, you're stuck on the level. Like, oh, yeah. If I'm stuck on something now for, for, I don't know, 15 minutes... 
I'll Google it unless it's like yeah. explicitly a puzzle game. And I know I'm trying to figure out a puzzle like in, in I remember I used to play the uh, on, on Sega, I think the, the Lion King licensed video game. Yeah. Yeah. And and there I remember calling the like Sega tip line that I think was like a one nine hundred number. Oh, and it was it like, is. Like, it totally like, is. You can talk for three minutes on this line. And I was like, you know, oh my God, tell me how to beat the level. Tell me how to beat the level. <laughs> and you know, it's like really they really take their time because they're charging for the net. <laughs> Oh well, you just want to avoid stampede, <laughs> yeah. and you're like, well, yeah. Well, <laughs> I remember that stampede level. That stampede level was hard, like yeah. the really hard. Gazelle I just, coming I... from behind you, like you had to memorize. It was like one of those memorization levels. Well, basically. I just read an article about this game that, um, so so the way that the I think it was Disney who produced it or maybe distributed it. I mean, obviously they, it is licensed, but there there was a metric that was the most important metric, which was um, how much of the game someone could complete in like a certain amount of time, and it had to be smaller because the whole thing was based on rentals, and they had calculated out like how much that they wanted children to be able to beat of the game to guarantee that they would re-rent it you know a time or two and in the initial is that why the third level of like every game is impossible yeah yeah no no it really is it really is and in the lion king there was a level that was like you get launched from monkey to monkey Uh uh-huh yeah yeah oh yeah and they like the disney was like you can't release this game i i got to 50 percent in 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 one weekend or whatever and so they went back and they added like 20 monkeys to that and they made it like impossible. <laughs> I remember that being basically yeah. impossible. And then every kid got stuck at that moment and Disney was like, you've, you've made the game part. <laughs> oh my God. That makes perfect it sense. It really does yeah. kind of open up I never knew that. the world. <laughs> that opens up <laughs> so much of my experience, the behind the scenes experience. Sure. Uh, I just always thought as a kid, you know, you like kind of embarrassed if you're stuck on the level. But it's cool that you could like have a friend come over and be like, dude, you got to jump onto this platform and then hide behind this thing. And then he runs by. I remember once having a friend, I, I lent him maybe like Sonic Spinball. And uh, oh, yeah. And like I yeah. woke up on a Saturday morning at like 6 a.m. to a phone call and I was like, hello. And he was like, <laughs> Hey man, how do you beat the first level? <laughs> it's like I don't. Know. I, I think one. I had Sonic Spinball. I think one time I beat. I got out of that first. That first room. The first room I was able to get right, but like the third or fourth level, it it felt like that. Like yeah, straight up nonsense puzzle, kind of just like. I, I, I don't even know what you're talking about. I never got past the little first room. I think one time I glimpsed the next room and then immediately died. And... <laughs> Does the first one have like a dragon in the water? Is yeah. that Sonic? Yeah, he like, yeah, he like I couldn't beat that. And then like you, yeah. it had that thing right where they're like the dragon kind of like is trying to eat Sonic and he's like holding the dra- the dragon. Yes, he hold and you like tap really fast or something. Uh huh. Yeah, Sonic Spinball. Oh, really. God. Uh, okay I'd I'd like to talk a little bit about um, some of your game design experience because Greg uh, also makes and designs games yeah I've made a couple like very simple 2D games I've made some like text games I've made some like party games I think that like making a video game is maybe the hardest and most time consuming thing you can ever do. And <laughs> what so like what inspired the main you thing to... that I've 
like what inspired you to get into that um i've been making um little small text games this sort of a fun little like almost like fiction writing thing and mm-hmm. I'd, I'd made some that got more elaborate and you know some more puzzles and stuff and i remember a friend being like when are you gonna make a real game and i was like <laughs> i am making a fucking real game you asshole and he was like oh man i'm sorry you know what i mean though you know what i mean and and i kind of feel like i thought like well well you know i gotta do something and then so i started making like i use i use this um javascript framework called phaser okay that makes pretty nice like web games you just code in javascript but it has a lot of like libraries that'll set up sprites and worlds and so it it's greatly simplifies the process of uh of making these things but i never really i i should try i should try to download unity and get into it but i just know the moment i ever open it up and start working on it it's like oh my god it's gonna be 200 hours to like to get something going it's just such a time suck so it really has to come from like some particular idea that I'm like invested in. Yeah. It takes so much time. And that's why I like playing these, like the, uh, I don't want to jump into the games yet, but one of these games was made in like two weeks as part of a, like a game jam thing. And I just don't, I, I it's unbelievably impressive. Like, Oh yeah. I, 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 I don't get it. The graphics on that one, especially were pretty like crazy. Oh, kind of un- it just to tell, to tell you like, Oh, it just took two weeks to make this. It makes me want to like strangle the person. <laughs> the do you have a, do you have a, a, we'll get to the games in a second, but do you sort of winding down this part of the conversation? Do you have like um, a favorite type of, video game yeah i mean i think for for like you know i love like i said i love like super mario 64 because of that like mystery element kind of because of the it's kind of a sandbox game yeah super mario 64 it's like it's not a sandbox game you don't like build anything but it's pretty much every world is like a free exploration area yeah um but i ultimately i think now i kind of like very very simple games okay some have some kind of like systems mechanic like some something that i've been playing this game called tiny islands lately i've heard i've heard it's great yeah it's basically like you essentially draw cards in the game and then they give you like an area of the map and a and different uh like terrain elements that you can put on that and there's like different point values you get for different arrangements of terrain. Okay. Like, like woods want to be near mountains and houses want to be near other landmarks and stuff. And it probably takes like two minutes to play one of these. Uh-huh. But I have literally like spent eight hours, you know, clicking and like redrawing <laughs> maps and like my face getting like, you know, sallow and <laughs> slowly like withering away. Uh, I, 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 don't, I don't know what it is. I think I have like, I don't have like clinical uh, ADHD, but like, very compulsive habits i want like a very small loop that i can do over and over and over again you know what's funny is is i've been playing a ton of rocket league which i've talked a lot about on this podcast but it satisfies maybe like a similar kind of thing there right Mm -hmm. where it's like Mm -hmm. these levels are very contained and you in in some ways encounter the same things over and over again Mm -hmm. right it's like you know put the ball put the ball in front of the goal you know shoot the ball into the goal protect the goal from but like the the way in which you know you can play it is kind of pretty expansive and and all the interactions even though they're sort of similar they're always different and unique to that like specific moment and there's something that feels puzzly 
about it to me, even though it's it is like this like sportsy game. But yeah, yeah, right. it's also very competitive. I, I love I love competitive games. I love a game that is you know versus. And I mean, I don't really think of myself as like a person who loves competition, but like I play a lot of online chess. And when you when someone like wins early on, or or if someone taunts you, you know, if someone's like it has an advantage or kind of taunts you, like I, I beating them is like the best becomes the only play. purpose in my life. <laughs> Oh, I'll be so honest with you. My favorite thing in the world is to just immediately get way too cocky when I'm playing a game. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, I was yeah. like, I'm barely, I'm barely hanging on, but if I get one point, oh my god, I'm gonna be such a dick about uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. The, the like uh-huh. rough thing about um, some of the games that I play is like it'll always be the teammate on your team who is just like the biggest piece of shit who's like the like oh what a save great shot like well done and you're like you and i are in the same point on the ladder which means you're bad like i am bad and you are also bad who the fuck are you shit talking right now people do that in chess they're like you suck so much i'm like we have the same we have the same rating yeah (laughs) and it's pretty bad yeah yeah yeah, I, and also statistically, we're kind of always playing the same game of chess. There's only so many moves that can be made, dude. <laughs> oh, the the you talking about that asshole on your team though? I have like maybe my favorite video game moment of the last year of, of my life mm-hmm. was I play this online capture the flag game called Tag Pro. Okay, where you roll around your little ball, um, and you try to capture their flag and then juke yourself back to your base you know as the other balls try to tag you that sounds great and it is such a a simple game you can go from not playing it to playing it like you know almost instantly (laughs) really dangerous but i was playing and there's this guy in my team who hated me you know because probably i I probably i was playing poorly Uh i probably like really fucked something up or you were so good and he's jealous dude (laughs) yeah yeah but he accused me of trying to throw the game or like trying to like you know the other team win why and i was just like so I was so mad at him. I don't know why. I just got so enraged. And then he was coming back to score and to win the game for our team. And none of the other balls were anywhere near, so nobody could see this. But I just, like, checked. Like, I just <laughs> drove my ball right into him and kept him from scoring. Like, a very clear, like, throwing of the game. But everyone had already decided that he was an asshole and they wouldn't believe yes. it. So I kept him from winning the game and then won the game myself. Like, and everyone thought that. So I just, I, I sort of like, I sort of kind of like got other people to like, I don't know. I, I don't want to say I gaslit him, but, like, <laughs> but I made him seem crazy to everyone else, even though he literally the definition of gaslighting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even though he was right. And you know, I was, I was ruining his game. So, but it's not a great impulse that it brings out in me. Oh, but so I think I like these like short, very quick games that like yeah don't have you, you interacting know. with other human beings that you also can... look. This is this is just the truest of true tangents. But that reminded me of in the I want to say the eighth or ninth grade. They I went to an all boys school and in gym they made us play hockey. <laughs> and so since everybody knew that I'm a nerd and I don't play sports, they're like all right, classic. You're the fucking goalie. And then so they could all like do tricks and like impress each other. And so 
everyone was like, yeah, man, we put you back here because you suck. And so literally I gave up every single <laughs> shot that came my way in the most like presentational, like the ball was coming to me. I did a spin and like pointed as it went in or whatever. <laughs> and the guys on my team got, at one point, even the goalie came over and I like let him just, <laughs> he left his goal, came all the way over and I was like, spin, yeah. <laughs> and then they took me off goal. Everyone was so pissed off. <laughs> Uh, we played three games this week. We played The World Begins With You, Switch and Shoot, and Seduce Me, The Complete Story. Why don't we start with uh, The World Begins With You. This is by the developer Fabian Denter. After being asleep for a long time, you wake up in an old prison cell. You turn around. What was that? Soon after, you are free, unexpectedly. You reach daylight and enter a beautiful long forgotten and sometimes dangerous world what awaits you at the end of the journey this game is kind of fun it's like kind yeah of cool. it was cool it was like um i want to say it, it kind of had mist like graphics and yeah, it was I... a little bit of a odd world kind of platformy sort of thing so you're this little last airbender looking guy and you're running around this like beautiful ruined island and like hopping around and stuff the colors are like this sort of like orangish you know yellow very light it's almost like and i mean this in a very good way it's like emo crash bandicoot at times just sort of like oh my god it would be like if connor oberst wrote crash (laughs) bandicoot that's what this game was dude uh what'd you think playing it greg oh man i was so bad at this game (laughs) on my my, uh... That makes me so happy to hear. I sucked at this game. Dude. I was so bad at it. Yeah. I got pit. I rage quit. I didn't finish it, so I, I don't know what. I actually rage quit the first time I started because my guy got stuck between two rocks and he couldn't move. And then I reset the game and 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 then I got to the same set of rocks and he got stuck again. And I just like even telling you the story, I'm like mad right now. <laughs> but then I then I I did it again and I jumped over the rocks. Yeah, that was a good moment. It, moment. <laughs> it took me a really long time to figure out that you could jump in the game. Yeah. I, that oh. that was a significant hurdle I had to get yeah, over. Really? Did you ever, you, you, I didn't understand the like you press the the letter E to read to read yeah. signs. Uh, that took a little bit. Yeah, because I accidentally hit the crouch button at one point and I didn't know, and so I was crouching around, and so I hit literally every button until I figured it out, and then I found the E button. So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. I started hitting keys on my. I would have liked a little, uh, you know, press press E to examine. When, like the first so the thing time. is that exists, but to get to that menu, you had to go all the way to the load screen of the of the like the main menu of the game. Oh, but the, once you're yes. playing the game, you can't, you can't see what the yes. controls are. Got that, it. That, yeah. would, that would be a minor note that I would give the developers to allow me to look at the controls while playing. We also, I mean, this is a this is a game jam game, so this is one that was was done in a very small amount of time yeah two weeks two weeks unbelievable we've played a number of game jam games and this is pretty like pretty competent as far as game jam games go right like we've played a couple that are just sort of like oh this is nonsense and bad and this is like you know 
difficult, but like it felt like a difficult video game, right? Like it didn't feel like, you know, there's, you know, a couple of these like, you know, it would be nice if we could see the controls as we were playing it sort of thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, But like I I got stuck for a real long time on that part where you're jumping like pretty early on, you're jumping from like pillar to pillar. Yeah, yeah, I I felt like that's where I quit. That's where I quit. I I couldn't the the first jump. Oh, that you could also walk on the pillars on the back, but the pillars in the foreground blocked you for large segments of time. Yeah. And I and that made that really difficult for a really long time. I was trying to walk around in that on those back pillars. And then I realized that there were forefront pillars and I was like, oh, I'm such an idiot. And then even the forefront pillars were so difficult to jump. <laughs> Impossibly. It was it was truly like we were talking about those early 90s platforming things where you like for whatever reason, the jump is super precise. And if you yeah. miss it, you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> and luckily it lets you do it infinity times, but yeah, I will say I did like how quickly, like the, the reset of the game when you would fall, it's yeah. always like, you know, 15 seconds back. Yeah. So I like that. I did have to early on, I hit pause and then hit resume and it like redid the like intro montage. Huh. And I, I was, I, I realized as, as an adult, I have like no patience for like, <laughs> cutscenes in games. I just I cannot, I can't, I can't. It was like so. Like hearing that makes me very curious how you're going to react to one of the games we played because <laughs> it yeah. was like all cutscenes. <laughs> yeah, well, well, we should we should talk. About, I don't know if I want to jump ahead, but I actually that was great because it would let you hit enter and and go to the next one, which yeah. is all I need. That's all I need. Being if able I can to get out of the cutscene, cut yeah. I am. I can read real quick. I can, and I I love it. But if you give me an unskippable cutscene, I especially if I watch it twice, like <laughs> yeah. the first time, I'm okay with it. But um, oh, it's funny you mentioned Mist. Uh, when I I used to play Mist on like our computer, which was always as a kid like four years old. I don't know how we always had a four year old computer, but <laughs> um, but Mist would just periodically crash. You know, uh-huh. like you'd get to a new world or you'd open a new page in a book and then Mist would just freeze up. And so I kind of felt a little like that with this game. Like I had that Mist-like quality of I get stuck and frustrated. It, at... It'll just crash for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but it, it, I mean, it, it was a stable game, but just I did get stuck between two rocks. I keep bringing it back to that. <laughs> did you guys play on, on Mac or on PC? I played on, I played on a Mac. Same. Yeah, yeah Mac. Okay, because I played on a Mac too, and mine was really glitchy and freezy, and it wouldn't. I had to like drop the quality way down to st- to get it to barely work. I did that I, too. I it to... sounds like they yeah. developed it on on PC and then uh, probably ported it over to Mac, and it looks like well, it's a Unity game. It's really? a Unity game. So this is why the first thing I said was just games are so hard, man. Like oh, they're just yeah. so tough. I know. Like in in the game I made, the Let Us Climb game, uh, the tiles. To, in order for the for the world to render on like people's computers that aren't new, I, I only only actually the first like square of the floor is ever actually rendered, and everything under that is just like nothing. It, there's not actual substance in the game logic. Uh-huh. There's like it looks like the mountain, but it's it's just images. There's no so if you fall through the the floor, you just, oh, you fall, just fall infinitely forever. in space, <laughs> and. But but if your computer is slow, the way it refreshes, it'll calculate the new location of the thing and then calculate if you're if you're able to be there. 
And so people on slow computers, you fall through the walls, you fall through the floors. It's like, it's a repeated problem in the game. I've tried everything. <laughs> I don't know how to fix it. It's beyond me. So I made it so that if you fall farther, it just like respawns you back at the last like checkpoint. It doesn't say anything. It doesn't do anything. It's just like, and I just always think about that playing these games, like how many little, that's why I, don't, I can't imagine you made it in two weeks. Not because you can't like draw or conceptualize it, but just because like, all to me, sort of, two thirds yeah. of it is little bugs and little like, you know, oh, you get stuck here. And, and honestly, though, like the Unity, like I don't know if this game was made with like Unity assets or if he if he like 3D modeled this world in two weeks. Mm. That's kind of unbelievable to me. But, you know, you can download all of these assets in the Unity store now. You can pay, you know, 10 bucks for this, five dollars for that. Yeah. And you can do amazing things. Yeah. You know. Well, and that is just let's get amazing. to let's get to our final thoughts on uh on the world begins with you I, i'll start um i'm a sucker for these like sort of moody minimal minimalist dialogue games uh this game outer wilds that i played uh like about a year ago or two years ago at this point has a, a similar kind of you know sort of alien aesthetic to it as you're walking around i didn't get i got stuck on the maze and wasn't able to get through it, but it seemed like a game that, you know, like I just wanted to continue to wander around inside of this game, right? Like I wanted to just sort of like take a, you know, if this is a perfect like after bath, you know, just sort of like feel these moods, but like it's actually legitimately difficult puzzles and stuff like that. Um, it's apparently a like about an hour long to beat it yeah so i did yeah. i've only scratched I, the surface i it. probably will though i'll probably i'll probably log back in and finish well perfect game. i'm a play greg let's get your let's get your, your final thoughts on, on yeah i mean I, I guess if i'm saying i'm gonna keep playing it it's a definite play i mean i'm probably gonna say play on all of these i'm a pretty easy <laughs> you, know. you, you make your own decisions you know. uh what about you classic final thoughts yeah i mean i think the the the, like the graphics and the music it was just a very fun game to walk around in so even though the platforming was pretty frustrating uh i, I didn't mind looking at the game which i think is really important when you're playing a game that be, can be kind of frustrating so for that i would definitely say play it you know 20 minutes if you if you're having fun or you get bored you know dip out it's yeah so it's yeah. a play it's a triple classic right after the part where you said you rage quit there's this he walks into your character walks into like this giant like temple space and the camera pulls back so far and i i kind of thought that that was like does not seem like a game one person made in two weeks feels like a like as the scope in feeling of like a triple A game. Yeah. That was pretty impressive. Very pretty yeah, it definitely had triple A game vibes for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well so that's like an unbelievable accomplishment. We're the, we're a triple play on the world begins with you. Let's move on to Switch and Shoot. Switch and Shoot by Mac Glanville. Uh one button piloting an advanced starfighter with just one button is simple. You switch, you shoot. Every shot fire changes your direction, and mastering this is the key to becoming a legend among the stars. Timing is everything. Quick, simple, challenging. Don't underestimate its simplicity. This game tests your reflexes like no other, and while your ship might become stardust in a matter of seconds, you can instantly jump back in for just one more go. What a fun little game. Yeah. Classic. Yeah, it was a real retro kind of Galaga type of game. You yeah. know what I mean? Where it was like very simple pixel art 
and it looked like it was formatted for cell phones or something. You know what I mean? Like it just has two sides built into it or whatever, but basically, uh, yeah, re- you pick it up almost immediately. And I would say of all the games, I got the most addicted to this one and I kept going back to it to just it's, keep. Oh yeah. It, it really kind of like scratches that weird itch of like, Oh, I want to go back <laughs> and I want to go yeah. back in it because it's so simple. Yeah. It's just so simple and like elegant in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. It's a great, I had the same, same take it's you said cell phones but on the on his website you can you can it's like there are arcade cabinets for this game really you can buy an arcade cabinet or there's like bars that have it and it was it was honestly it was one of the coolest things i've ever seen it was the arcade cabinet you know it looks like a classic old game but there's just one big button in the middle (laughs) the only control and i just thought that's the coolest thing ever like having an arcade that just has one button yeah <laughs> you know, i can just imagine hitting that thing so you know well, so we played so we've through this through this bundle we've played a handful of games that are like this in terms of like they are kind of like you know alien invasion or or these starfighter games and in order to kind of like kind of you know develop on them they make a more complicated right more complex more movement more you know like boosts and you know blasters and stuff like that and this is like a really brilliant example of like kind of doing the exact opposite right like so you're you're shoot you're the ship you're going up and when you click it both shoots and changes your direction from left to right so you and like it turns out that's kind of brilliant like it like it's so difficult because like you're like you're trying to line up your starfighter to like be able to shoot these things but every time you shoot it moves you in a different direction and like really kind of a lot of the game is about getting those like little like boosts or one up like the little like level up kind of things yeah. and so yeah. like trying to like navigate it, it it was like difficult and challenging but also very very fun yeah, as you try to get these little power ups for your ship, you know you have to figure out a way to just keep your ship moving in just kind of a straight line, or like uh, not moving too far left or right or whatever. And allows you to run into so many alien ships and just like fuck. I uh, that was ninety percent of why I lost was going after power ups. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, but what's so fascinating about this game is usually these games you you're like the power ups are you know bonuses and maybe they give you cool weapons but with this one you like if you didn't you had to get the power-ups to advance you know it's like the way you beat a level was by getting five you know power-ups consecutively or whatever and i felt like that aspect of it the like linking the power-ups to sort of level progression was like another example of how this game simplified this model yeah it it was really something yeah it's i the like when you get that fifth power up and you're doing that like blaster mode the kind laser of, that yeah shoot, and you can't and then you can't go to the walls it changes right like it's like usually the got these like pac-man rules right of like you you leave from the right frame and you come in the left frame kind of thing but then you can't do that when you've got like your super blaster mode going so you're like back forth back forth i developed yeah. like a little bit of a rhythm to it where i was like Da 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 da, yeah. da, da, da. <laughs> and found that I was able to like be most successful when I had that little dance going. 
I also liked how right when you start, it gives you a it gives you a nickname or whatever, and so when you get to the end, it'll just automatically put your because you're going so fast. It's like yeah, you don't want to type your name in every time, and it'll be like like hey Jeff, go for it, and then you'll burn out. It's like hey Tim, go for it. Like, yeah, yeah. I love, I love the very rapid restart. You oh know? yeah, That's so great. I, I I recorded some of the names that I got. Voice, on uh, onama onop. Phoba, Falk, Rua. And it was great because it would be like, go get them, boys. And then, like, you would immediately explode and be like, RIP, boys, go get them, Phoba. <laughs> it was yeah. like, oh no, Phoba was the best in the academy. <laughs> like, you're our only hope, Falk. Oh shit, Falk died. <laughs> yeah, I feel like a lot of these games, like the Galaga games, have some sort of narrative where it's like, you were the greatest pilot, the only person who can save the the species from alien invasion. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like that kind of plays on that, where it's like, oh, well, that wasn't the one. Maybe the next guy. Uh, the, also, one, my favorite last, like, when I died was number one reason to be sad. Grow was the name of my character. It was just like number one reason to be sad. <laughs> uh this was also like there's this concept in game design called juicing which mm -hmm. is when you know um you have like you shoot a bullet at a gun at, at like a creature and it, it instead of it just like playing an explosion you you figure out okay how can we like add something to this so like first off you're going to do a sound effect then maybe you have some kind of particle effects and and then maybe the screen shakes a little uh -huh. and this was like a really well juiced game like it it feel it looks like Galaga, but it's like when you shot an alien in Galaga, it was like a little small image of like an explosion. Yeah. And with this, it really there was like an oomph to it. Yeah, so, they really just sort of like blew up into pieces. Yeah, yeah, and the the screen like vibrated a little, and the sound effects were great. It's a very immersive game for like a you know one button yeah. <laughs> arcade style game. Well, yeah, it's kind of like a Flappy Bird sort of thing of like you know very very easy to do the the controls almost impossible to get it and going. i get addicted yeah. to games like flappy bird oh so yeah well, yeah this definitely had a flappy bird feel to it where it's like oh it's very hard to be good at but if you get into a rhythm it'll yeah, keep you coming so... back for literally an hour it's you know? i mean yeah. like yeah it is that like getting into the that like headspace of like almost meditative where you're like oh i'm i'm on it i'm in it and you would be like having these good runs and then just like it was so frustrating when I died and, and like in the midst of a good run where it was like, Oh no. And then the rhythm's off and you're like, yeah. no, this is working. No, I was doing it. I, uh, I, I think we've, we've talked a, a, enough about, about this one. Let's do our final thoughts. Uh, classic. You want to, you want to go for it? final thoughts on switch and shoot. Oh yeah. I mean, final thoughts was, I can't believe. And I mean, again, I feel like this guy just put this game out to, um, to like i put it in the bundle but i was like yeah this is like a game i could see this being anywhere i checked the app store it's not there i feel like it should be it's uh, on switch it's you can on get switch? it on switch and on like the playstation store and stuff yeah it's okay cool i i feel like this guy needs to get it on phones and i think i even looked into him and he's got like a patreon and stuff and i would say seek this guy out this guy seems cool uh play this game <laughs> that's a play from classic how about you greg final thoughts yeah same i immediately followed the developer on twitter i was like this guy's cool i want to see what else he makes sick that's and there's really to me there's that's like 
it's not that I, I expect him to think of that as high praise, but like, that's like what I do when I really like something. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm going to follow this guy and read his tweets and try to figure out what he likes and then build my personality around impressing him. <laughs> that's, my, that's my goal. So that's a play from Greg. Uh, switch and shoot, my th final thoughts. Uh, super fun game. Very, very tactily friendly. It makes you want to keep coming back and, and, and somehow finds that sweet spot that I think a lot of these arcade style games are are aiming for and it's really just there's something um uh, yeah magical about you know when somebody kind of hits it just like kind of nails it and makes a very fun game that like you like hits you in that addictive spot of your brain where you want to keep coming back and doing this thing it's so uncomplicated but but creates like you know, very complex kind of interactions and it's uh, super fun. So I'm also a play on Switch and Shoot. That's triple plays too. Triple, play. triple plays. Let's see Double, if we triple. can get a triple play on this final game. Well, we could if we wanted to, right? We're not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're kind of almost making the agreement like maybe we. this is just a triple play. <laughs> uh, seduce me, the complete story introducing the complete so story of seduce me the popular english dating sim where you get to tell the story with a family of five demon brothers from the moment you meet the incubi to the day you say i do to your favorite incubus this complete story includes seduce me the atome or the atomi seduce me to the demon war 13 mini episodes in both audio Otomi CDs, as well as a basic compendium for lore comprehension developed by Michaela Laws. It's a sort of graphic novel or uh, not a graphic novel, a, um, a visual novel, a visual novel uh, with demons and uh, uh, sexiness. Um, let's get into it. Classic. What do you think about this game? Did you guys get to the sexiness? Because I I played this game for like fucking two hours and nothing <laughs> sexy happened. Did you not? Did you move in with the? Did the incubi move in yet? They did. Yeah. Here's the yeah. thing. I feel like I must have screwed something up because at one point it was like, oh, all the boys are kind of wrestling around in the backyard, and I was like, hmm, let's check this out. Let's see what happens. And then they didn't include me at all. I went back into the house. I made them dinner. They didn't come in to have the dinner. And then I just went to my room and ate dinner by myself. And then I got like kidnapped and kicked all the brothers out. And then they all just moved out. <laughs> Nothing sexy happened to me. That is, a very that is like, I feel like that is the opposite of what these games were supposed to provide. I know. I was I was livid. What about you guys? What happened with you? Okay, so here's what I did. I started playing Seduce Me, the first one. And then I think, like, from a writing perspective, there was just too much exposition in the school. And so I was oh like... Oh, my God. Yeah, dude. You I was a like a full-on finance project for 20 minutes before the game <laughs> properly starts. So I was like, why don't I just start with Seduce Me to the Demon War? And so that's where I started. And... Um, <laughs> And kind of arbitrarily picked one of the the demons. So like you like pick a demon to marry at the at the end of uh, the the That's first right. the first ep the first game. Yeah, yeah and, and I'll break it down. There's five demon brothers, and they each kind of have their own thing. There's James, who's 
honestly a little bit reminiscent of your father in the game. He's smart. <laughs> he's authoritative. There's Eric. He's kind of the flirt, uh, you know. There's Sam, who is kind of the tough guy. Uh, he was only a dick when I interacted with him. I would assume you see beneath the veneer uh, there was Matthew, who sort of seems like honestly five years old, and I don't know why anybody would go for him. And then there's Damien, who's quiet, and you can just tell he, there's like a secret about him. You can just tell there's something mysterious about him. So and which all, brother did you go demons. for? I, so I was I was with Sam. So you start and you're like, Sam, you're, he sucked. I, well, you know what? Like he's tough and he's like really you know aggro, but like he loves me. You know what I mean? Like, and and I think he's like, he's kind of the one. Yeah, uh, but he wanted so. so uh, this game has these trigger warnings up top, which is rad. Uh, they should have had a uh, marriage, like wedding preparation trigger warning, because as somebody who has <laughs> had to plan a wedding, uh, the wedding planning part of it seemed like they. It was really funny because it was like it very accurately described how difficult and frustrating the process of wedding planning was but like they were planning this wedding and talking about like i want a big wedding or i want a small wedding as your friends show up and they're like we're here for the wedding and you're like you're not planning a wedding and deciding whether or not it's a big wedding or a small wedding the day before yeah. the wedding unfortunately yeah, this should have been done a year ago dude yeah. <laughs> but sam is getting like compression of time like like she finds out that her granddad died and then i feel like the funeral was like that afternoon then, <laughs> yeah she finds out then, he died on her way to the funeral yeah and then like at the funeral they're like and here we're gonna read the will and i was like oh my god this is, we're gonna cram it in here <laughs> and then you go and then you go home from the funeral and your dad's like i know you just found out you were gifted your grandfather's estate you better move in tomorrow. <laughs> move in tomorrow. I mean, you know, like that's some snappy storytelling. We don't need to like. I did feel like you know we. I I wanted it to get to the to the incubi. So so it's like yeah yeah we're gonna do the will the funeral the death all in one day. Like great great great. Let's move. Let's move. Yeah yeah. Um, For the... me, I was like, we could have started. We could have started at the will reading. We didn't need all. We didn't need to do a group project with my friends first. That's. I would say opening with the the like the options trading algorithm that caused the two thousand and eight financial collapse as <laughs> like the framing device. I I really was like. Oh boy, I'm getting into something. <laughs> the, yeah, we're so, really peering into someone's mind. Just the, being like, cool, this is everything Michaela is interested in. Uh we I'm getting like regular married to Sam, and then he's like with his brothers, like, but I kinda wanna get demon married to her. And they're like, Demon married to her? That means you're gonna combine your souls and like all consent is out the window. And <laughs> it's he's like yeah but i really it's really important to me and there's these like interactions that are so like um like fairly young where it's like he seems really upset i don't want to talk to him about it and i'm like you're you're gonna get married to this guy and he's maybe gonna be demon married to you you should talk to him about it yeah Anytime if you're I gonna have... fuse your souls together you should you should communicate for real like <laughs> Um, but there's a so there's a very intense sex scene in uh, game two. Like oh, really? Sam railed me, <laughs> and like you know, there's like a decent drawing of Sam like being like it gets like it's like very it's very sexual. Um, 
a little maybe a little immature but like very much like whoa <laughs> so that, it does get there classic it might only ha- it might not happen until game two though that is so frustrating because like honestly i was just trying to seduce a- a- everyone you know what i mean like in the game so <laughs> even at a certain point i chose wrong and they're like how do you want to spend the afternoon i was like I don't know, I guess I'll go to this tea shop and my friend Naomi from school was there and we just like hung out and talked and then I was like, hey Naomi, this kind of seems like a date. And then it started the algorithm to be like, oh, maybe you could like hook up with Naomi if you wanted to. That's that's interesting. (laughs) But then nothing happened with that and then when all the boys leave, a girl succubus shows up. Her name is uh, Diane. Uh Diana, I think. Yep, She's a pretty big character in in game two. I was fully like, I'll do whatever you say, Diana. Like, please just spend the day with me. And so I was starting to go in that direction. And then I ran out of time. (laughs) I I haven't really played like these. Apparently it's a genre called the Tomei games. That are these like, they're called like maiden games. And it's like, you're a a lady and there's a bunch of dudes to choose from. Yeah. I used to play some like dating sims on like, like, like new grounds i guess okay like you know 15 years ago or whatever that would be very similar to this like clearly made by a primary creative person who is like sort of putting a little of their fantasies and their like worldview into the game yeah and i like a little more of like a simulation aspect like of i want to know like what's my what's my like heart rating with each person (laughs) and like what gifts they want me to go get from the store in town and then come back and give to them yeah this, so i'm this, always a little frustrated by all narrative in games i'm i'm never really the target audience for that but that's clearly like the genre and i don't want to like it's weird for me to be like there was so much visual novel <laughs> yeah in this, in this visual, visual novel. novel yeah we've played a handful of um of these types of games and i'd say that this this is a pretty kind of like you know middle of the road like it's fairly well written it's kind of uh it's a little like uh moon not moonlight what's the what's the the vampire twilight twilight Twilight. it's a little it's this this game's a little twilight uh inspired i think in a lot of ways and has that like sort of fanfic right where you're with these like you know demons and you're 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 about to enter this demon world I do love like a game that is like you know, just trying to like arouse you. <laughs> that's not that's not present. Well, you know, here's the thing: is is classic. I knew classic was coming on this episode, and I was trying to dig through the bundle for like porny games, and there aren't really yeah. any porny games in this bundle, unfortunately. Look, I mean, you unbelievable. Just, you got railed in the in the game too. I mean, hearing that, honestly, I am so jealous and angry that i was like i literally played this game for two hours and the boys ditched me and meanwhile you're just like fucking getting railed dude that's that pisses me off <laughs> i think your problem was so mad you were trying to date all of them you, yeah. you, you gotta you know you gotta choose one that you love you really yeah. gotta I know, look, here's the thing and i know it wasn't possible in the game but if there was a way to get both james and damien that's what i was going for <laughs> Um, let's get to let's get to our final thoughts uh, on this game. Uh, Classic, you wanna you wanna start off? 
Yeah, so I think the thing I appreciated the most is because this was such a, like, Greg, I agree with you. The thing I like about dating sims are where you have to learn what people like and then do those things. I mean, it totally <laughs> teaches you to be codependent in life, but in terms yeah. of it being a game, it's very fun. Um, this isn't present, so I think it allows you to autoplay. So I just kind of had it on in the background, and I was watching ostensibly an anime for literally two hours, <laughs> waiting for anything sexy to happen. And truly, right when something sexy was about to happen, I had to. I ran out of time, and I had to turn it off. So, so you're gonna like run back to this the moment where I mean, knowing that there's full on a sex scene in the game, I was like, well. Yeah, well, now I gotta play it. I gotta find out what happens. I gotta see what James is truly capable of. Because uh, it's one of those things, man. He's buttoned up. He's a nerd, but I just there's some. I feel like there's something else there, and I'm gonna unlock it. Uh, uh, yeah. So I don't know. I would say it's in terms of like those kinds of games. It's certainly not the best one I've ever played. Uh, but it's, I don't know, it's kind of fun. And it sort of seems like if you jump into game two, uh, it'll teach you to both plan a wedding and then you get to rail one of the brothers. Uh, so <laughs> that's a play from me. Uh, Greg, what about what about you? Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of have a bit of a similar. I, as like someone who has deeply struggled to make games that I ultimately didn't really care about at all. Uh, <laughs> you know, sometimes you're making something, you realize like, I, I'm not saying anything. This was just like an idea that I had, you know, six months ago. And now I like have a million coding problems to solve. Uh, I feel like you can tell this is made by a person, like a, a, a single human. Like I'm obviously like a bunch of people help. And I kind of love that. I love like someone making a game that is like their game. And I thought the voice acting was, was great. The I voice acting is legit. Yeah. Like they got a, they put some time into that voice act. Like the, to get I, somebody to like actually do all of these lines of dialogue is like, that's a yeah. lot of work. Well, and most, most game voice acting, like it's just so bad. It's just so <laughs> bad, especially like cutscene voice acting. Oh yeah. I don't know what it is, but you know, some of it's just so, so bad. And this felt, you know, good. And I, I deeply, deeply loved that I could hit enter and skip to the next one like, <laughs> immediately. Like if, if you wanted to skip through, that's like deeply valuable to me as a, as if someone who's playing uh, one of these games that it does not force me to, to sit there and listen to the, sit there, finish their entire piece of dialogue. Yeah. yeah. So, so, you know, I think that this is the kind of game. Yeah. If you're, it, you know, if you, especially the fact that there's like, like a, a bajillion chapters to it and you go online, there's all these like fan wikis that like break down all the scenes and stuff. <laughs> so I think if you're interested in something like this, this is, you know, it's definitely going to deliver. It is a vision. It is more of a visual novel than like a simulator. Yeah. And you know, so that has its strengths and weaknesses, but yeah, I, I would say, I would say it's a play. Uh, that's two plays. It's down to me to see if this is a, nine play episode seduce me the complete story i think um there's some like writing issues kind of up top in the first game which is like very heavy exposition and probably um you know sort of like that early style of writing when you're when you're maybe a little bit of a younger writer and you're kind of writing to figure out what it is that you're writing about to me mm -hmm. start with game two jump into it and and it's it's 
that it really takes off in a, in a very interesting uh, and and fun and playful way. The, the the demon boy's dad is back and he's he's out to get you. And uh, there's a whole demon war that's about to start. I think the ga- the um, the amount of work put into this in order to to find this really kind of tips it over the edge. We've played a, a handful of these visual novels uh, at this point, and I'm like you too. I'm it's not my go to genre, but like when you encounter something like this with so much care and detail put into it you know even some of the flaws that we see in it those those can be forgiven uh, especially when you uh, like me really hit it off with sam <laughs> that honestly you wasted the sex scene on sam dude, dude that's you know if you meet him in game one he is such a he's such a dickhead i'm really glad i didn't meet sam in game one because yeah He's got issues for sure, but like yeah, deep down, he loves me. Yeah, to put me. some time in. Uh, <laughs> see, I didn't get to see the side of him that was sensitive. He was just fully like, "Ugh, what's this chick doing in the house?" You're like, "I, I saved your life." No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, deuce me. The complete story is a play for me. I say start with episode two. It's a triple play. It's a triple triple play. Greg. <laughs> Thank you so much for doing uh, the podcast this week. Where can people find you? What's uh, what are you working on? Uh, I'm on Twitter all the time, so if you just want to, you want to come on Twitter and see me, it's where I am. Perfect. What's your handle? <laughs> you can, what, do you have a handle? Yeah, yeah, it's my name. Okay. Just Google me. You Google me, it'll come up. <laughs> Great. People can look at the description of this episode and Google me. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, Greg, thank you so much for doing the pod. Classic. I loved it. Thank you for for coming on and being a being a co-host. Of course, anytime. Happy so, to help. Sorry you didn't have have any sex and seduce me. The complete story. The name of the game is seduce me, <laughs> and you know, no, and literally no one tried. I was working my ass off, and no one said they're succubuses. They're incubuses. That's their whole deal. I wondered when you were talking. I was like, I bet there's fan art for this game, and like there is so much fan art for this game, and just so many people who've drawn all. Like I, 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 you know, looked up. You know, you can look up your favorites and see. And that to me is like such a mark of like a success in the genre. Oh yeah, like Wait. people are drawing the characters at home. That's just to me, it's like what a what an accomplishment. Wait, Greg, we we didn't we uh so Eric was a was a Sam fan. I'm sort of a James and a and a Damien fan. Did you have a favorite brother? Yeah, I was looking it up at when we were going over that, and then I I figured out which one my you know if you're if you're a fan if you're a fan of BTS the 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 K-pop band they um they call uh they they your favorite is your bias. <laughs> I don't know why that terminology exists. I, I think that I liked the uh, the obnoxious flirt Eric. I think that was who I was. Yeah, uh, yeah, hell yeah. I mean, to, Eric, you you missed this, but at the beginning of the first chapter, uh, she sort of wakes up in the mansion, and they're like, "Hey, we're all incubuses," and she's like, "Oh yeah, prove it." And then Eric kind of unleashes a little bit of his power on you, and you pass out because he's so good at it. <laughs> so. I swooned. I swooned. It worked on me. So. Oh baby, that was a great episode of Bundle Buddies. Oh uh, Alex, you know what? I think we're getting really good at this.
I wholeheartedly agree. So here we go with my game reviews. Okay, yeah. Uh, so the world begins with you. I uh, was able to play with a controller, so I didn't have quite as many controller issues as you guys, but I couldn't mm-hmm. get past the first uh, door that you sort of come to. So, oh yeah, it's <laughs> a pass for me, just because like I totally got what you guys were saying about how it doesn't look like a game jam game, but it certainly handles like one. That's my <laughs> feeling. You know? so uh, like, yeah, I don't know. It's a pretty one. Uh, what? What, what about gorgeous. Switch and Shoot? Oh my God! Like easily one of the best games we've played in the entire fucking bundle right so much fun so cool the fact that they make huge cabinets for this thing is unbelievable yeah i want one for my fucking house okay okay wedding gift ideas okay oh thank you so much and then seduce me the complete story i only got a little bit but i think this is a saucy little uh visual novel dating sim and i'm excited to play some more uh and i think it's absolutely incredible that mike uh did not have anything he had like the least horny thing possible <laughs> like almost oh, unbelievable to me mike can't even oh god what uh thank you classic for for coming on and being the co-host of this show uh thank you greg for being a guest uh alex what are we playing next week oh my god next week we're playing Bazooka Crash, Baked Magic, and Hello Charlotte Episode 2, Requiem Eternem Deo. But the huge news, we've got a fucking game designer on next week. And a bit of a get, if uh, I don't mind me saying. Oh, yeah. I I like was so excited to do this show. Uh, you know, leading up to it, I felt very, very honored that he would agree to do the show. Daniel Mullins, who created uh, The Hex, which is one of my favorite games from the bundle uh, so far. Probably my favorite game from the bundle so far. Mm. And I think it'll be hard to um, I would love for somebody to pass it up. But it, it's like it's just sort of like hits that kind of crossroads of all things that I like. Uh, he's he's also like. A super nice great guy holy oh my shit God. unbelievable really uh, shocking how cool he was <laughs> <laughs> oh i'm very excited about next week's episode like a guy that i would actually love if i was like visiting a city and he was there and we were like sort of friendly be like oh man i hope he can get lunch you know what i mean <laughs> like i would love to sit down with that guy and like you know hang out with him for a while a wonderful yeah. presence yeah absolutely um so you gotta check out you gotta check out the show next week everybody you got to check out the show next week, everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, like and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review there and track us down at the web at bundle underscore buddies on Twitter. Eric, great freaking job this week. What a fun episode. Alex, I love you. I love you, too. Woo. Bundle Buddies is produced by Alex Hannett and Eric Roth. Our theme song is Neo Shiki by Roll Music. Email bundlebuddiespodcast at gmail.com to say hi. 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 Hey Alex, everybody went away. Um, this is Mike. I just want to tell you that you're doing a you're doing a great job. Um and I heard 
heard the audio work that you did on the episode I was on. It was also really good, too. Okay, later. Bye. Hey, what's up? <laughs> what's up, Greg?